When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Welcome back, everyone, to Ausbiz. And of course, it is time for the call. A very special welcome to our uh, viewers via Twitter Live and Facebook Live. You always tune in on a Friday, but uh, uh, don't forget we do this each and every weekday uh, here on Ausbiz. Uh, one hour kicking off at midday Eastern Daylight Time as we uh, analyze 10 stocks that you suggest and uh, put them to two experts. Uh, for their opinion and uh, of course you can catch up with the call um, anytime um, through, uh, throughout the day on the Ausbiz site and also through our podcast each night. So if you want to subscribe to that, uh, go online and do it. But uh, great to have our Friday team. Uh, Dawsey Adam Dawes usually comes in on a Friday uh, yeah, no without lunch. his tie. No lunches Fun Friday. for me. No, no lunches no. for me. Oh yeah, right? sure. And I've got um, no tie. You're yeah, exactly yeah. right. I'm a, happy. A late lunch for Dorsey from Shoreham <laughs> Partners. Good to see you, Adam. To Thanks see you for too. joining us. Yep. Ben Clark from TMS Capital joins us. Ben, good Thanks, to Cassie. see you. Yep. Welcome uh, to the call. Um, ben had a taste of the last call last Friday night with a That's drink. Right. No drinks at lunchtime here as we do the uh, Adam and I call. might be able to fix that up after. Yeah, afterwards. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. you can put your feet up. But uh, <laughs> a lot happening at the moment. Of course, we're in the midst of... Uh, earnings season before we get into your 10 stocks i always choose a stock of the day and uh, today i thought we'd take a look at Kathmandu, who uh, reported today it says it intends to resume paying dividends at its interim result this is as it reports a 12 percent rise in first half group sales the company also sees first half earnings between 47 and 49 million um, nz dollars of course, they're the big outdoor clothing retailer. Um, have been a bit of a darling of the market during COVID, like a lot of other retailers. Um, Dorsey, what do you think of the Kathmandu result and its um, investment potential at this level? Yeah, so I, look, I didn't mind the result. I thought it was okay. The market seemed to be fairly negative on the open today. I don't know how it's sort of travelling at the moment, but it was down when I left the desk half an hour ago. Yep. Um, I think some of their same store sales, and, and generally I looked at this one as more of a, a winter uh, or mm. a second half story right. due to the fact that a lot of their stores uh, Kathmandu, sleeping bags, tents, uh, jumpers, those kinds of things. I think jackets, jackets, and, those yeah. kind of things that do really well. But they have sort of turned that around and maybe made it a bit more of a summer store by buying some rip curl uh, and and buying that. So obviously COVID was a big 
part of what they talked about today and the store disruptions and things like that. So it was a little bit uh, of a messy result, but resumption of the dividend, I think, will be positive for yeah. the story. Um, and yeah, it, it sort of has like, Having said that, when you, when you look at that Kathmandu share price compared with a lot of other retailers, retailers. like City Chic, maybe. Which we're um, going to talk about, yep. Yeah, some of those stocks. Well, it's all online, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. the online business that's really sort of pushing premier investments, those kinds of businesses. Yeah. It's the online. Which have done, have got way better charts on that. Way, way better charts. So I think, you know, they should really be putting that, you know, what their online side of things have done versus sort of what the actual store sales have done. Right. Potentially focusing the market to a different segment of, of, of their business. Right. And yeah, that, that's predominantly why. Um, they did blame the lack of international travellers. Is that an excuse? I'm okay. not too sure of, but yeah, um, not. Um, uh, yep, yeah, it, 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 it's a hold from hold me. Hold for you. I, okay. I, yeah, they're, they're better ones out there. That's for sure. All right, Ben. What do you think of Catmander? Um, I, I, I'm pretty cold on it. I think it's probably a sell. Like that. That's actually, I think, a bit concerning. Like you know, yeah. most stocks exposed to the consumer are just booming at the moment, and yep. if you're not, I reckon that's a bit of a red flag. Um, look, the the Rick. Ripco acquisition, I think, was a smart one because, as Adam was saying, this was actually a company that was so weather dependent. You know, if we had a really cold winter, everyone would rush out and buy new clothes. Mm. Um, buy their puffer jackets from uh, Kathmandu. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, North Face is the only real other competitor in that space, but it's a much higher end sort of product, much right. more expensive. Um, yep. And Ripco, you know, when you speak to surfers, it's like the best technology in wetsuits. They really rave about the brand and it's... That, that's the Ripco business looks like it's done quite well, but Kathmandu's kind of suffered. But, um, you know, I think when you're a retailer, that, there's two things that are really important. You've got to have a niche, I reckon. You've got to have something that no one else is really doing. Yeah. And I, don't, I think they've kind of got that, but not really. Um, if they drop off the investments in wetsuits, that, that'd be a big worry because yeah. as a private company, Ripco will stayed ahead of the curve. Mm. Um, and the second thing is you've got to be really good management. Um, you know. The same names, Brett Bundy, Mark McGuinness, um, Solly Lou, yeah. they pop up everywhere and yeah. just, they've, they've just got this way of turning things around or just motoring things along. Kathmandu's had like a constant procession of CEOs going through it. The one's just left, they're looking right. for a new one. Again, like I reckon, yeah. if you're a retailer, you've got to have someone who really, really bleeds you know, the sales. Isn't that interesting? Business. It does seem to be a unique quality, a bit, bit like airlines. Yeah, is a retailer yeah. just stay there, airline execs stay. Yeah. And good ones, yeah. you just follow them around. Yeah. They have the knack. I mean, Brett Bundy, you look what, you know, he went to La Visa. It yeah. Just like kind of nondescript things yeah. you look at. And even when you look at Solly Lou's business, Smiggle's a standout. But there's some other brands in there, you think yeah. like Just Jeans, Just Portman. Jeans. He's, you know, he's turned Peter Alexander around. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. just got the Midas touch. And I, I, I think it's there's something there where you want to follow the, the really high but achieving mar markets guys. do that. You know, Bevan Slattery is another yeah. example of in the tech side. In the tech side yeah. that the market will follow because, you know, He's got a good following, plus yep. share prices move when he gets involved, <laughs> as well as you know the retailers and, and, and most other sectors. But it's all about inventory management. If you can't manage that inventory, yeah. then uh, that's a real red flag. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not yeah. a great result. And Kathmandu's yeah. always, as you say, Kosh, he's been a, a market darling. I mean, there was, yeah. there's a lot of people that have followed that and it has, it did previously do do very well, but mm. from that like chart, that, it's that, just. But the five year chart, it was up three sixty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only sort of two years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a tough one there. Yeah. Look at that. So no recovery off COVID. Yeah. Well, this time last year, basically, yeah. it was three sixty. Yeah. No recovery at all. All right, um, let's start getting, uh, take a look at uh, your stocks that you want us to take a look at. Um, Matthew, Ben, wants a view on Suncorp. Um, they announced a headline profit 39% increase uh, for the December half, $509 million, uh, strong earnings across all its business and um, business and general insurance areas. What do you think of Suncorp? Uh, insurance companies are... Tough. Have a, yeah, been sort of the ugly part of the market for a while now. They have. I, I, look, I, I'd say in the short term, I think this is probably going to keep going a bit higher because the, the mm. result came in ahead of expectations. Every analyst has upgraded their price targets. And you just typically, I reckon nine times out of 10, when a company sort of surprises analysts and across the board on the upside or the downside, yeah. the share price normally follows in that direction. It takes a bit of time for it to, to occur. So sort of normally three to four months, I reckon Adam would be rule of yeah, thumb in, in terms of you know outperforming the market. Longer term, um, it's gonna all do, it'll all be to do with what the 10 year bond yield does. So um, insurance companies um, effectively, they collect a lot of premiums, they hold on to that and then they pay them out. And one part of it is trying to be good at what you charge for the premiums versus what you're gonna need to pay out. The other part's completely out of their control, which is they sit that money in cash and they get the earnings from that cash. And one of the reasons insurers have been so tough for like a decade is cash rates have been consistently dropping. Yeah. So their returns on that pool have been falling. And they're legally required, because a lot of people, uh, viewers would think, well, uh, interest rates are down, why don't they put in the Investors share market and stuff like that elsewhere? Yeah. But they can't do that. They've no. got to invest within really strict requirements. They're heavily they? regulated pools of capital. They, can, I think yeah. they can put some in, they can go into bonds and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the, the, the te if you look at the bond market, it's really interesting at the moment because we've been in a falling long-term rate environment since the GFC and it's, it looks like it's turning. Mm. And, and it could mean that some of these businesses which have been terrible to own since the GFC, they might start to have their day in the sun. Like insurance companies. Like insurance companies. We've seen mm. IAG catch a little bit of a tailwind over the last coming week or so as well. So that yeah. could be to what your point is talking about, that little, that little sort of pickup. Um, and people are willing to get behind those insurance yeah. companies. So would you be in No, it's, it's no. not a business I would want to own because um, it's still like the profit swings around year to year. Like right. You could throw a dart at a dartboard and be as accurate with what they'll get next year. Yeah. But I can see that there could be a fundamental change that, you know, a, a, a headwind becoming a tailwind. Right. Who knows what the bond yield does, but um, okay. it's one to keep an eye on. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm a hold. I'm, I'm probably closer to a no, but I'm a hold on it. What, the reason why is that if you've got it, look, you're going to get a decent amount of dividend. Yeah. You've yeah. probably ridden it all the way down and you're probably then still trying to wait till you get back to somewhat of a profitability on it. So I, I'd definitely be holding it. Um, the reason why I don't mind Suncorp against some of the other regionals, it does have the insurance and it does have the banking sector. So it is diversified across that. Uh, and they are um, sort of more of a general insurer as well. So, you know, sort of car damage and those kinds of things they can take care of. So for me, it's okay. It was, it was the bank volumes were quite lower this round. So it is a sort of one of those ones that you've got to keep an eye on. And um, there is some talk of them doing a capital return in the full year result mm. this year as well. So okay. there might be a little bit of a couple of things that will do it, but um, yeah, 
it's not my favorite in that space. Obviously, the, the big four banks and, and no other insurer I like. So right, uh, okay. I sort of stay with that bank side of things versus uh, the insurance side. So it'd be a hold for me if you haven't already sold it. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Matthew. Now, Josh wants a view. Uh, Dorsey on South 32. Um, yeah. This was BHP's old base metals business that never performed for them. They hived it off. Um, almost like not a management buyout. Wasn't yeah. it? it was a, sort of a management buyout, but yep. floated on the market. Uh, they're in metallurgical coal, manganese, nickel, silver, lead, zinc. Um, and since they've been spun out, they. Seem to have done a whole lot better than when they were inside. Well, they, they generally do, don't it? Doesn't it? The child, once it gets uh, divorced yeah. from the parent, uh, yeah. usually has a little bit of time to sort of get moving and then, you know, it starts to move, e.g. sort of Coles, Wes Farmers, those kinds yeah. of things. Um, and this was South 32, so it was 32 companies south of the equator that BHP sold off. Oh. And now BHP has now really streamlined their business into sort of four big segments, copper, uh, coal, oil and iron ore. So that's their sort of their forte yeah. and then these are all the smaller businesses as you quite rightly say uh, that, that have been moved. Um, our analyst Rocky's got a buy on this stock. Mm -hmm. He thinks that there is some tailwinds there that will continue to, to move on this one. Obviously the commodity prices have been quite high and will continue to stay high and this obviously feeds in with the, some of their cost bases and what they've got as well. Um, dividend should surprise to the upside because of that strong strength in the commodity prices. I'm going to go with our analysts on this one. Uh, he, he knows a lot more than I do in the right. resource space. So, yeah, it's, it's a buy for okay. me. Okay. I go hold um, because I think, you know, with that theme I was talking about before, um, if we do see this run in cyclicals and, you know, it feels like the fundies are rotating into that area of the market, resources will benefit. So that could become a, a good tailwind for it. My, the reason I'd only have it as a hold and personally I wouldn't buy it um, is it's so complicated. Like they own projects all over the world yep. in all these different commodities. Like the, the ma managing it must be a nightmare. You know, they're in South Africa, Canada, America, Africa, Australia, you know, and there's all these, staying on top of all that risk and mm. sort of managing these assets as well as you can must be hard. Um, I, you know, I, if, if, you, if you're looking for resource exposure, I reckon go for the, the best, the simplest, the one where you think that you know, not many things can go wrong. So if you like iron ore, afford a skew. If you like copper, you know, samphire, oz minerals, etc. Right. This one, I think, you know, it's aluminium, manganese, metallurgical coal, coking mm. coal. It's got a bit of everything. And, you know, what the underlying price of all those commodities do, you know, pretty, pretty hard to know. It's got a great balance sheet. So it's yep. going in its favour. It could yep. do some capital returns going forward. Um, the guy that managed it, Graham Kerr, I think is really good. Um, right. He was he came out of BHP as well, but I just I would prefer others in the space. So is that what you is one of your filters for investing? Sort of simplicity of a business. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think you want to find businesses which you think you can track pretty well, so you're not right. going to get a nasty surprise. You know, like if you look at Fortescue, not that we own any, unfortunately, but you can see you know quarterly production, quarterly costs are released to you. Yeah, you sort of know exactly how they're tracking. Yeah. With this one, you could get something come out of nowhere. Mm. You know, the South African government's been overthrown and we don't know what's going to happen with our coal mm. mines. And that's, you know, that's, it just adds a lot of complexity to a business that is already quite complex. Right. And I just reckon it makes but it so a So sort of if the iron, iron ore price drops, yep. Fortescue gets smashed. Yep. Yep. Okay, if the nickel price drops, 
you know, hopefully something else in South 32's diversified portfolio would go up. Prop it up. Is that an advantage or? It could be. I mean, you know, you could also argue that you could be sort of pretty good at producing a lot of things or really, really good at doing one thing. Oh, yeah. And I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably go for That's that. Good point. Um, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, look, generally, I'm also not really a resource guy. I pr prefer to buy companies I think can keep putting up their prices every year, not right. a price taker. Okay. Right. So okay. you probably see it from that view as well. They do have a little bit of silver. Could be doing okay do at the I? moment. They <laughs> do have a little bit of coal as well, which, you know, potentially good. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's a little bit too okay. diversified. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a look at our third stock. Harry wants a view on Vulcan Energy. Um, described as the clean lithium uh, company. Its share prices uh, moved up recently because they announced an acquisition of geothermal engineering, um, sort of a bolt-on uh, acquisition, which is, has a whole bunch of scientists um, uh, on that subsurface development of geothermal projects. Um, ben, what do you think of Vulcan Energy? Yeah. I like since you're not a resource guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm going a strong sell on this one <laughs> um okay it's it's a new yeah and yeah. and look there they're, are some things going they're, for they're it. in the technology business yep. of yep sort of lithium are they what do they call it the zero carbon lithium project in germany it's a big buzzword at the and, and gina reinhardt has put money in right. in the recent raising and um her son put some money yep. in previously so there's some uh, well-credentialed people in there lithium uh, the, the, the re I preface it by saying the reason I think this is a sell is I remember all too well 2017-18 when we had this full-blown lithium boom. Um, stocks like this went nuts. And yep. when you looked at them, and I had a very quick look at this before, they're five years minimum from actually producing any lithium and selling it. They're going to yep. need to spend about a billion um, euros, I think it was, on building yep. um, the, on capex of these projects. And when something's gone up 3,200% in a year, you know, I can see it looks like an interesting project. It's got well-credentialed people behind it. They, it looks like they will have a chance to get into production, but I, I'd almost guarantee there will be a better time to get into this if you're looking to get into it. And if you're in it, I'd take a bit of money out and you could always go back in profits. at a better price. Yeah, I would. Um, so I don't want to rubbish or it. Or stay um, in there, just... Just have a sensible a amount of, of money in it. And, and cash and profits. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's just, you know, when you think back to 17, 18, the lithium stuff was going nuts. Everyone yeah. was saying electric vehicles, there's the demand, and that is going to happen. Yeah. But there's also a lot of supply that can come on very quickly. South Americans. Right. South Americans, yeah. you know, mineral resources has yeah. got their mind on care and maintenance. It's they the biggest in the world. They can just come in and just dump as much into the market, and then the lithium right. price just goes. Yeah. Way, so. so, and and the interesting thing is the lithium price hasn't really started to move higher. It's mm. still around its lows. It's just that everyone's looking at Tesla and you know Biden yeah. and the Europeans what they're planning on doing. So we can see demand's going to come, but I just reckon the patience of some investors in this stock is going to wear out before they start to see profits and those sort yeah. of things. Right. This time last year, yeah, it was fifteen cents. Yeah. Yeah. Today is seven thirty-six. So, on anyone's sort of yeah metric metric you, yeah, yeah absolutely you'd be taking some money off the take, table take some yeah. profits and let a bit run so yeah, I, I I, yeah I, i'm with ben it's a sell from me i don't know a lot about the company so please people be careful like with this one um do your own dd 
do your own research on it. And obviously, if you've been in since 15 cents, happy days, there's no point in sort of holding yeah. and waiting for another $2 or whatever. Um, but I echo Ben's sentiment around the lithium and the production. And as we, as I have grey hair, um, that we've seen these kind of movements before yeah. and it doesn't end up well once the music stops. And you don't want to be holding the bag the last person when the music does stop. So I'd be careful up here. Okay. All right. Um, Dorsey, Steve yeah. wants a view on Computer Share. This is uh, the company that... Uh, manages computer registries and issues stock certificates and things like that. Um, six months into December, uh, decline in revenue, uh, a fall in margins, um, and also a fall in profits. Yeah, this is a really tough one because the whole idea of what they do, and especially going into the US where they've still got certificates floating around, yeah. And we're here in Australia and we're all online and we're all basically getting, you know, share registry and we can go online and check all of our stuff. It actually means that the computer share should do very well and continue mm. to do very well because this yeah. market in the US is a massive market for them. And they've been there a long time and they are moving towards uh, certificates, uh, the uh, digital certificates. Yeah. So this is a tough one for me here. I think it's a sell. I think that, that uh, those margins and those headwinds for, that you just talked about David, I think will will continue to persist with them. They do have a mortgage or a, um, a servicing business for the US mortgage market as well, yeah. which is flagged also that they are um, going to improve. But again, it's going to be that cost out program for me on their revenues and winning more clients and corporates. That's going to be tough for that one. I think this one, and it's an Aussie dollar, US dollar story. So again, right. you get that sort of currency issue that you've got to ma maintain or be ac uh, across. So yeah, I, I think there's better ones out there. I mean, yeah, so it's a sell from right. me. Okay. I got a hold. Um, it was oh, better than- We're not going to agree on anything no, today, are we? No, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> Loving we're it. a bit of that. <laughs> For every buyer, there's a seller. Yeah, um, well, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, look, I, I think the result, again, sort of beat expectations, so it should it should push yeah. up a little bit over the next um, couple of months. Even like, though it was a decline, it was up. It was less of a decline yeah, than yeah. expected. Like Macquarie, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they're still going to decline, but it was less than the market thought. Yeah. Um, but this is another one that's very exposed to interest rates. So at any time, I was having a look at their presentation, they, they hold $16.4 billion in cash on, on deposit. And um, Ooh, in the last wow. six months, wow. their margin income dropped $61 million. That's profit to them because rates dropped during that period. Right. Mm. So you'd sort of argue rates, um, I think, are as low as they can possibly go in most countries in the world. Mm. And that, again, could become, you know, a bit of a win for them going forward. Um, you know, agree with the other stuff Adam was saying. Yeah. The only other thing I'd add is, um, this is quite long term, but the ASX is at the moment really talking about replacing T plus two with instantaneous settlement through blockchain, blockchain. technology. Yeah. Right. That has the potential to completely disrupt share registries if they do right. um, manage to fi find a way to do that. Yeah. Um, because the ASX would almost take that business. They're, the share registries are kicking up a massive stink about this and links the other one that's involved right, yeah. sort of saying, you know, we can't let this happen. They can see this could be a real threat to their business. So, so they don't want blo the blockchain project. To no. Continue. That's been a while in the making. With it, the, and it uh, keeps getting pushed out. Yeah. So, you know, but I think like Dominic Stevens talked about on the core yesterday with ASX, 
he's still pretty yeah. adamant they're going to get there. Um, yeah. um, if they do, then how the registries play a part in that is going to be kind of interesting right. to I, see. I think it's a great call for the ASX and anything that the ASX does does take time. We've seen them try and put M funds on. You yeah. know, it took years and years and years and finally it, you know, it's come on. But it's great. I don't know if you've ever tried to ring a share registry and if you ever... Not for a while. Not for, uh, uh, this is what we do every day. <laughs> and you ring in these and you get somebody who really doesn't know what they're talking about and you yeah. ask not even a hard technical question yeah. but a medium technical question you get then pushed to somebody else to then it, and then they they send out things two weeks after you you, you buy a share in your yeah. personal name yeah. and it comes two weeks after you've bought it and you know it's just slow it's cumbersome it, right. it, it is bad so I, I think that yeah that those that blockchain is going to be amazing albeit it's going to be very difficult for us brokers when the client doesn't have the money in their account well, and we that's, yeah, buy that's the stock and then all of a sudden instantaneously, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll know instead of two days later and things like that. So there's yeah, some yeah. pros and cons to that blockchain. Yeah. Okay. They'll get rid of like late pays and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just on blockchain, can we divert for a yeah. Bitcoin? Are you in? <laughs> MasterCard Bitcoin? announcement yes, last I night. Know. Yeah, MasterCard saying Big for announcement. some merchants. Yeah, you can see it's becoming definitely more mainstream. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really fun question. And you know what's you, you see these guys coming out saying with price targets on Bitcoin. You're like, what do you base that off? You know, well, we think it's going to sixty three thousand four hundred dollars. Carl Capolinga just before the call, yeah. and Carl's a regular yes. here on the call, but. He was on the uh, the main channel on Ausbiz uh, only an hour or so ago, saying the charts think to him show him it'll get to a hundred thousand. Well, it could. One thousand yeah. US, and he said if you're in there, keep your bet small. And he used the word bet, and I thought that was significant. Keep your bet small and make sure you can get out. I heard that you were endorsing Bitcoin no, once. that's an absolute scam. <laughs> an absolute you, scam. I was, I was going to really be on that one. Oh, yeah. Facebook <laughs> scam. The only thing is, if if you did get into Bitcoin on the back of that scam and fake news from me, you probably don't really want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> The only yeah. fundamental thing I think for Bitcoin is that they are going to stop producing those Bitcoins one day. Okay, so there is a, a finite life for that. Well, was there? Because they did say 21 million. And it, the, so the sort of guru who started this, who no one knows much about, right? Um, they're going to keep to 21 million. So, but they seem to have kept going. Yeah. So that that would okay. So that would be one reason why I think that the the price will yeah. just continue to move higher. And, and I heard some commentary the other day, them talking about this being a flight to safety. Yeah. Now, I have no idea how that works, no. but now it is seen as the fundamental flight to safety uh, pegging of your portfolio potentially. And, you know, there because are- Because it's not part of any regulation, any financial system. Correct. Nothing. Right? It's interesting um, what it means for gold, I think, you know, because yeah. the gold price has really started to come off while Bitcoin's motored ahead so yeah you sort of wonder you know going forward will people because that's traditionally been the flight to the, safety. the flight to safety yeah, sort yeah. of asset see i'm a i'm a great fan of blockchain technology mm. for industrial purposes yep. and stuff like that i just i yeah. put it through the uh the warren buffett filter of do you admire the management or do you understand it and i keep getting a no every time <laughs> every, yeah. every time 
I look, it's doubled. Those filters. It's doubled from what twenty thousand to forty-three. Yeah. You know, in sort of know, a couple of months. It, it, absolutely. Who does so, it? Who produces it? Who? Yeah. It, it, and it's who's hard. storing it? And who's storing can it? you get it ripped off? Is it know? a regulated market? Yeah. No. no. That'll be the other thing is um, central banks have talked about producing their own electronic currencies. So, because right. you know they want to control money supply, and I yeah. think they will be nervous about this. So that might mm. be something that you know people prefer to use down the track. Okay. All right. A diversion there, I know, but. A very, to- a very topical one at the moment. All right, uh, our fifth stock, uh, Ben, is the iShares MCI India ETF. So an ETF that basically gives you exposure to that Indian market. This is a tough one because, I, I mean, I had a quick look at the holdings in this ETF and I think I'd only heard of one of the companies. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all on you And as it's, well. there's like six tatters as well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but... The, the interesting thing is um, you're actually not allowed to buy shares in India if you're, no, like if you're not an Indian resident. So it's right. actually really hard to get exposure to the Indian share market. Right. Yep. And ETFs are really the only way to do it. There's a couple of small firm managers who run like active funds. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you like the dyna- dynamics of the economy and what's going on, and probably hard to argue that they're pretty good, um, then this could be a, a good way to play it. It is quite concentrated. There's like... Um, Five stocks is like forty percent, thirty-five percent of the of the ETF. Right. So it's, you know, it's how those go are going to be a bit of a key to it. But right. Indian companies, I think, typically are like family conglomerate. You know, they turn into these massive conglomerates mm, yeah. and um, a bit like the old Japanese yeah trading houses. Trading houses. Yeah. yeah. So um, look, I have a hold on it I'm right. <laughs> just because I don't actually understand the Indian share market or the Yeah, but if you want global there. exposure to India, ETFs then the it, this is go. probably the way to go. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I'll, I'll say the hold as well because really it's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I prefer a sort of a global fund Vanguard, a little bit cheaper than iShares um, and you can get that diverse exposure. So that's for me. Um, for this one, the iShares one, um, I prefer the, uh, there's an ETFS one, the NDIA. Right, and that was the first mover advantage, uh, and that that one I think is is probably the better one if you are going to look at that sort of exposure, um, and yeah, so that's probably a better tie up for me. NDIA, which is the uh, ETFs one, versus the iShares. But again, uh, if you want to get that global exposure to India, go for it. If not, pick a pick a bigger uh, ETF, which will okay. give you that diversification. All right, uh, let's go through um, the first half of um, and the recommendations from Ben and Adam. Katmandu, sell from Ben, a hold for Adam. Uh, Suncorp, a no from Ben, Adam's got a hold on it. Uh, South 32, um, Adam and Shaw's have a buy recommendation on it. Um, ben is uh, putting a hold on it. Vulcan Energy, both of them say take profits on it if you've, if you've ridden it up. Uh, it's at a really high price at the moment. Uh, computer share, a sell from Adam, a hold from Ben, and both of them saying uh, the iShares India ETF, uh, a hold on both. Uh, Dorsey prefers NDIA, uh, the ETFs fund, uh, if you want exposure to India. Now here on the call, uh, we have our own portfolio. We've been tracking since the 1st of July, sort of a fantasy portfolio, thanks to our partner at NAB Trade. Uh, any stocks that get two thumbs up, go into the calls portfolio. If they come back up again in front of our expert panel uh, and they don't get the unanimous thumbs up, they go out like South 32 will be from today because Ben had a hold on it rather than a buy. 
don't feel bad, Ben. Uh, <laughs> no I didn't realise the implications. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you shouldn't. Okay, and yep. that shouldn't come into it because yeah, okay. this is what investing is all about. Yep. Um, let's take a look at how the portfolio has been going for the week. It's up half a percent, wow. one and a quarter for the month and 25.5% since the 1st of July. Some of the stocks that have been added by our expert port, uh, experts over the last couple of weeks, Northern Star Resources, Ray's Invest, Amcor, Harvey Norman, Calix. Um, some of the stocks taken out, MFF, uh, Capital Investment, Baby Bunting went out, and Kogan as well. If you want to see all the stocks in this core portfolio, go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up on the pulse uh, after the gold chief executive Thomas Hanley has his company Singular Health lists on the local stock exchange. We're going to check in on the first day of trade and what Thomas says about the group's potential going forward. That's uh, 1.10 p.m. just after the end of the call. All right, uh, let's get into the second half of the call and our next five stocks. Um, Dorsey, Robin mm. wants a view on motorcycle holdings. This is uh, uh, 48 franchises in the dealership across Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT. Uh, obviously engaged in the sale of new and used motorcycles, uh, finance, insurance, uh, servicing and the whole lot. Yeah, well, my dad loves motorcycles. Right. My mum hates them. So uh, I don't know. Um, old. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. You're absolutely right. It's old. Um, so I've got to keep both happy. But look, you know, um, guidance, they guided to EBITDA of up 130 to 150% this year. So right. not a bad result. The balance sheet looks really good. looks rock solid. And uh, they potentially could uh, get that dividend or do an upgrade on the dividend. Um, that earnings upgrade, but still, I you know, ARB would be, probably be my pick in that sector if I was to yeah. push for for uh, you know uh, uh, somewhere to look in that space. Look, I think motorcycles are a great uh, business, but again, you know, we've seen Harley Davidson floundering. I mean, all these kinds of things. But these guys do uh, not just uh, stores; they've got uh, Ride Safe. They do all of the, right. the contracting for that. So there's a couple of different mm. sides of this business. But for me, yeah, uh, I think um, it's a hold. Okay. Uh, ben? I, I'll go sell. Um, they, they had a great trading update a week or two ago, and yeah. the share price has actually fallen a bit on it, which to me sort of says the market's it's like mm. kind of running out of steam. The reason I'd have a sell is I think what's happened here is because this was a business that was actually really struggling before COVID hit. If you look at the share price running into COVID, it was pretty tough. Um, we, you know, we've seen this huge change in behaviour. People are looking for something to do, place to get to, I'm gonna go and buy a motorbike. And they've, at the same time as that, there's been a lack of supply. The same mm. things happened in the car right. industry where yep. um, the, the, manuf the um, retailers haven't been able to get enough stock. Um, and so you've seen gross margins have gone through the roof because these guys aren't doing any deals. It's like, take it or leave it, that's the price. If you don't mm -hmm. buy it, someone else will. Sales have gone through the roof, and I, I would say they've done, they've been really good at controlling their costs. So that that's a big tick for the management, who I think are very well regarded in this in this company. I just wonder, you know, is this buyer behaviour going to continue in, into the future? And I don't think it is. You know, no. you could make a case with your Temple and Webster's and this sort of thing that once you've started getting used to buying furniture online, you'll keep doing it. Yeah. Mm. But a motorbike is like something you'll buy and you'll probably have for like five years and then you might buy another one, but you're not having to 
So I think the people who are thinking in the back of their minds, I wouldn't mind buying a motorbike, have probably gone and done it. Right. Um, and you know, it's probably quite a small number of the population that would be keen to go and buy a, a motorbike. And I just think when you go into next year and they're cycling the comps from this year, I think it's going to be pretty tough going for them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Uh, do you prefer ARB? I ARB is a brilliant business and yes um, and AP Eagers would be the other one I'd single right. out I think okay. Nick Politis you know we're talking about guys of the Midas touch that yeah. he he is one of the best operators you will ever come across and um, you know they're, they're going through a similar thing in they the are. car market Absolutely. but every everyone needs a car it's a bit different to motorbikes yeah. which I think are a bit more of a discretionary spend rather right. than a um, you know something that you continuously need okay. to upgrade all right uh, thank you for that, Robin. Uh, Gina now wants a view on Chic Collective, uh, the retailer of plus-size clothing for women in Australia and New Zealand. Just made a UK acquisition as well. Um, ben, what do you think of City Chic? I, I'd have a buy on this one. Um, we don't own it, but I think it is probably... A, it's, it's got those two things I was talking about before. It's, it's found a niche which no one else really operates in, yep. which is plus size clothing for women. Um, so, you know, they, they found something that actually, you know, a decent percentage of the population need that no one else really does that well. Yep. The management are really well regarded. They've done a superb job at turning this business around. Yep. Um, there's, you know, like there's kind of a, either a company changing acquisition underway here, which could see their next five years of growth Let's hope it's not a disaster, but I, I, I'd yeah. back them to pull it off. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I think any stocks, as we we're saying, exposed to the consumer, like you compare that to what Katmandu's done in the last, um, <laughs> in the last 12 months. It's been yeah. pretty awesome. So Big test, though, uh, yeah. UK acquisition, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I think Going so. Offshore. They tried to buy something in the US before that, which fell over. Yep. Um, so, but, you know, like when, when they work in retail, they can work so well. Yeah. You know, you, the, the earnings can just go like that. It can, yeah. when they don't work, they can be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> as we've seen. It's the Evans brand in the UK. They bought 100 locations throughout the UK. Uh, we agree on this one. There yeah. you go. It's a, it's a buy. It's going so in the portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it probably already is in the portfolio. Uh, no. Hey. Oh, no, all right, then. We're, we're on the run for this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it's near all, well, at all-time highs. So, yeah. um, look, I think the demand, and you're right, it's that niche side of things is just fantastic. Yeah. You know, and, and dare I say it, we are all getting a little bit larger these days. And I'm not saying that about women. I'm just saying that about all of us. We are all getting a little bit larger. And I think there's a huge opportunity for their revenue growth globally as well as here locally. And their online uh, answer to retail is absolutely fantastic as yeah. well. So there's a couple of levers that I really like. So they've got their existing infrastructure and e-commerce, which is fantastic. Uh, mm. They've got a proven track record uh, with some uh, acquisitions, but also management. And then they've got extra uh, balance sheet capacity mm. post that uh, Evans uh, acquisition oh, or that okay. UK acquisition. So they must have had a good balance sheet to start with. If Correct. It's in good shape after, Correct. Right? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're sort of looking at, I mean, multiple retailers, as we say, need that niche. And this is just fantastic. And, yeah. and yeah. It, it really says to me that this is a really good business. Uh, and I'll be comfortable to own, I, again, I don't own any for my clients and sort of really regretting uh, that we didn't get in post that COVID mm. side of things. Um, but yep, absolutely. Obviously okay. the UK thing will need to sort of wash through and be a little bit uh, understanding of what's going on, but really comfortable with it. Yep. Okay. Just All a, right. another thing yep. I'd add on that is for a tip for viewers is when you're looking at a stock, 
um, have a look at who's on the register already. And this one's got some of the best small cap fundies in the country, uh, oh. heavily invested in it. Okay. So I always reckon that's a good sign when you when you see that. Yep, absolutely, good tip. Um, uh, Dorsey Odom wants a view on race oncology, pharmaceutical business yep. in the uh, in the cancer um, um, drug business or um, pharmaceutical area. Um, they've got a chemotherapy drug called. Uh, yeah, that's how I think you say it. Yeah. Uh, in phase two clinical studies at the moment. And so I wish you'd have asked me this uh, on Monday or Tuesday because I've got them coming into Shores on Monday. Oh, have you? <laughs> so, okay. You know, right. um, so, Give us some feedback. Well, I will. Uh, absolutely. So these guys, I mean, the share price has done absolutely phenomenally. And right. again, it's that sort of that Vulcan sort of massive uptick. And um, obviously, it used to be a resources company. Yeah. <laughs> now a biotech company yeah. so you know obviously back in 2016 that was a bit of a flavor of the day these resources weren't doing anything and they yeah. made themselves some biotech so now it's going back the other way <laughs> now it's going back <laughs> the other way so look the chart looks absolutely like it's on, on a tear um but what they did was they rediscovered an orphan drug and that's that biozantrine yep. that they were able basically to get that for um a, a very cheap price and they did a 15 million dollar sort of capped raise back in the day and uh, did this IPO but that also then uh, was approved in France around 40 clinical trials globally and, and included a couple of things as well so there's some activity as far as revenue that's able to come in sort of fairly reg you know and biotech's always coming back to the market yeah. sucking the market dry and then sort of trying to move on so um, it's a well. It used to be a biotech junior. It's now starting to move into that mm. uh, that sort of higher space. Um, for me, I don't get into biotechs, so be very careful because there's always a binary outcome. The binary outcome: did it meet endpoint? Yes or no? And the share price will move one did way. Did it pass the phase two trials or not? Right. Yep. So if you're here and you've got that stomach for that kind of stock, then absolutely maintain it. So it's a hold from me, but right. I don't invest in these kinds of things because of that binary outcome. I've done it too many times and burnt too much money along the way. So uh, for me, it's a hold, but be very, very careful because as we've seen with mesoblasts, as we've seen with some yeah. of these things, there's some fantastic gains, but also some tremendous losses as yeah. well. So be cautious on that one. Ben? Yeah, I think we're gonna be on the same page. I'll probably be a bit stronger on the sell. I'll be a sell. Um, and Look, biotechs and resource stocks in the juniors are so hard because emotions play such a big part in it. Mm. Things can yeah. get irrationally priced and then they can triple, you know, yeah. and, and the herd plays a big part in it. And trying to predict how that moves is really, yeah. it's, it's impossible. But I mean, my, my comments, and I don't know if the, um, if the viewer is um, in it or looking to buy it, but the, these things always take a lot longer to play out than you think they're going to. And from what I've seen over the years, a lot of the investors chasing this stuff don't have the patience to stick to the end goal. They look yeah. for something that's more exciting. Share price starts to turn. People start getting worried about it. it you know, so I'd be amazed if there's not a better time to buy this before. You know, they're going to a phase two trial. Then they've got to do a phase three. Yeah. And they've only got five million cash on the balance sheet, 360 market cap. If, I was, if you're looking to buy, I'd hold off and right. try and get it cheaper. If you're in there, I'd echo the comments okay. of Vulcan, which is take a bit of money off the oh, table. Okay, so say you were in there at June yeah. at 23 cents and it's 285 and 
you've done flaming well at it. Mm. Yep. Um, do you, and you still think, wow, I still want a backup. Yeah. Do you take at least as a minimum your original investment yeah. as profits 100%. and then you can just have a free ride on the rest? Is that, that how you think about it? I, I think that's one way. Yeah, everyone's got a different mentality. Like the, the professionals would sort of say, in, in that sort of stock, we'll have a percentage that we'd be willing to put into it. And if it bumps up too high above that percentage- Of your portfolio. Of your portfolio. Right. So they might say we'd have one and a half percent in something right. like this. It goes to three, we'll take, we'll bring it back to one and a half. It goes okay. to three, we'll bring it back to one right. and a half. So, because, okay. but you know, there's there's obviously letting it run can be a, um, when it does something like this, can you can look back and sort of say, well, too conservative. but. If you're in there at 23 cents, you're probably staying in there because you're you're in there for the long haul. For the whole lot? Keep well, the whole lot I've got a client who, who is in there at lower prices right. and it wasn't doing anything for, for ages. Yeah. And I'd ring him and go, what are you doing? You know, let's get yeah. out. We've got so many other good stocks. He's like, no, 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 I, I, I like it. Because he believed he in what believed they were doing, in the which story. is a nice thing to do. And now he's... he's over a million dollars in this thing, right? On, right. On, on the rise up. So he put a couple of hundred in to start with and I was like, you know, you're crazy. Um, but he, he did and you know, he, he's got over a million bucks in this thing. Right. So, you know, and now I'm trying to tell him to lighten it to yeah. get your original investment out. He's like, no, I'm in there and I'm gonna ride it. And I'm like, okay. So yeah. th- 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 that kind yeah, of psyche, yeah. when you're right, asking okay. about what is, what is the psyche, yep. that's exactly, I've ridden it from 20 cents up I'm going to hold on and I've got a great profit and I'm just going to keep it. Maybe that's not the professional attitude that Everyone's you should have. Different. Everyone's yeah. got a different attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing I'd say is that you're kind of influenced by other people's attitudes and that's what right. you've got to be aware of. And I just think a lot of okay. the people chasing these sort of stocks don't think the way that guy's thinking. So the investor psyche does change after FDA 2, 3. Yeah. The investor psyche changes. It goes from... Um, Oh, I'm going to chase this, chase, chase, chase to, okay, how much revenue? Can they get the drug out? Yep. Is What are the sales? Yeah. You know, all of this kind of stuff. Does it work? So, does it work? <laughs> so, all, all of those investors that were in for that initial ride are out because they're not interested yep. in that second, like a small resource, it's all exploration. Yep. And then now it's going to cost us, how much is it going to cost us to dig it out of yeah. the ground, get it, blah, blah, blah. It's a real business. So, it's a, it's a real business. Yeah. So, there is that natural yeah. fall off and that's that psyche or the investor mm. changes across the, the yep. whole stock. Yep. At the moment, it's still in that upward phase and it's still in that psyche okay. of where we're going to hold on for the All right. dear life. Uh, there you go, Odin. Good discussion there, but you've done well if you've been <laughs> been in there for six months or so. Yeah. Um, uh, Dorsey Nicholas wants a view on Catapult Group. This is the, uh, the big global sports analytics company. If you watch an AFL team, you'll see the little bump behind their Guernsey, that's yep. the little catapult thing that goes into it, goes to the high performance coaches. Uh, iPad shows you how well the players are doing, when they're about to hit the wall, when to bring them off, turn them over. Um, Australian technology, Australian company now, they've got NFL teams as clients and EPL. It's interesting, when they first floated, very good marketing, they got all the high performance coaches in. Right. to the original issue and gave them a deal on the share. So, including some of ours, I must must admit at Port Adelaide. Yeah. So, all of these high performance coaches were sort of enthusiastically aware of backing it. <laughs> and aware of it. Yeah. It's good technology though. So, it is good technology, but no doubt sporting organisations have probably one of been the hardest hit with COVID. Yes. 
Okay, so that again, then they're potentially they're going to be not really looking to buy any new technology or those kinds of things. The second thing that I would say about this business, they are a market leader in the wearables space, yeah. but they've pretty much got everybody already sorted. Yeah. Big AFL teams, NFL teams, baseball. Mm. They're probably, un- unless you tell me there's somewhere else that, that they could sort of go to. So really then it now comes down to smaller bolt-on acquisitions or sport tech companies. Now wearables yeah. is a huge space for Apple, Samsung, those yes. kinds of guys. You're competing against really global players. Fitbit and Correct. those sort of companies. They yes, have done absolutely. the, sort of tried to get into what's called sub-elite right. um, area, which is Instead of your AFL team, your Sandville, Neeful and Premier League Prem- statewise right. and all that sort of stuff. Even Sheffield Shield kind ju- of cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Okay. And and even some of the junior junior team levels. So I don't know how successful that's been. So for me, I think they've already saturated. It's a mature mark it's yeah. a mature stock in a mature market. So I don't know unless they can find something to get that growth profile growth profile going. Yeah. I think this one is a hold from oh, me. Okay. They've had some good um, good cash collections. They've they got some net cash on the balance sheet, those kinds of things. Uh, despite some of those near-term growth headwinds, uh, yeah, I, I think okay. yeah, it's a hold. Ben? I, I'm going to go buy. Uh, i preface it by saying we don't own it. But um, look, it, it's an interesting one because... I think, I think this has been quite a frustrating one for a lot of shareholders mm. because yeah. they've, they've kept signing up all these contracts. They've actually really generated a big market share for themselves, but it hasn't flown through to their financials. You mm. know, they're still losing money. Um, you know, they've kept pushing out the, um, the, the positive cash flow forecast. And, you know, I think people sort of given up on it a bit, but it, it does feel like, you know, when you look at some of their commentary that they are hitting a tipping point financially, not so much from the um, tech side of things. Uh, where they're calling out free cash flow this year, positive, mm-hmm. um, and, and growing from there on. And I do think they've got some pretty interesting technology. It's not just, um, you know, the sports, like with the broadcasting as well, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got these like Telstra heat maps and all this sort of stuff, all of that runs off that. And I think there's a, yep. a big market opportunity okay. there. And I do, I actually think in, um, you know, like um, under 18s, rugby union and stuff mm-hmm. like that, as the technology keeps getting cheaper and yes. everyone, you know, people like, you know, I'd like to see my little girl running around on a soccer field and you can look at her stats after. That'd be quite oh, cool. Isn't that a big, like, a swarm of... I think there's a market Jeez, as if we thought parents <laughs> were bad <laughs> enough in junior sport to have little yeah, Johnny or Jenny running around the netball or football field and there's Dad on his own iPad going... Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, right. I've seen more, you do better. you got a lot more in the tank to go. You didn't try hard enough. Oregon. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going a buy. Sort of father? Oh, look, she's only um, six, so she actually hasn't started playing <laughs> but, sport. So but no. advance for her age. Advance for her age, <laughs> not so much in sport. <laughs> and it's going to be, I'm I, going to download I your hopes. stats when uh, we get home, yeah. and you're we're going, going to see, go through we're going to see. <laughs> I, I think there's a market there. I'm, I'm going a buy. <laughs> Can you just... There's a movie in that, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon there could be a movie in it. All right. Um, our final stock uh, from Aaron. Um, ben, he wants a view on Felix Group. This is uh, a SaaS-based enterprise uh, platform uh, basically focusing on 
the construction industry is not to manage your projects. I'm going to sit on the fence in this one and say a whole, but it like it floated last month. Yeah. So it yeah. there's been no company announcements since it floated. Yeah. I had a very quick look at the PDS that it released. Um, lost five million bucks last year, but it doubled its revenue. But it's in a very short period of time. So yeah. I like I just you know my view on floats like. I, if I'm interested in an IPO, it's generally a company that I can see a long history of in a private market. And so yeah. you, you can actually see what's been going on. And I couldn't see that in this PDS. If I can't see that, I reckon give it a year or two on the public right. markets to build up enough information okay. and get familiar with to it. To see if that delivers on its promises. Exactly. Right. Yep. So I'll go a hold as well, one, because there's not enough data. Um, it floated at 36 cents. I think it's yeah. currently 36 mm -hmm. cents. There's not enough liquidity mm. in there for me yeah. at the no moment. No turnover. Yeah, Yeah, 35 cents. There you go. Um, so uh, again, you've got to be a little bit careful about that. Obviously, that cloud enterprise SaaS, we always like businesses that are a little bit more disruptive in probably a sector that probably needs a little bit more disruption uh, yeah. in there. But then um, I did a little bit of work on the individual shareholders and some of the uh, sh well the, the share registry. Uh, Perennial just upgraded or became more of a substantial shareholder, so there's a little yeah. bit in there. I mean, they're good; they're quite good in that space. Um, but 28% uh, of the stock is held by individuals or insiders, and 48% own more than 5% of the shareholding. So mm. it is quite tightly held. Yeah. It is. They probably are a lot in escrow, so they're probably not going to be moving around too much at the moment. Um, and we've seen there's some AMP in there. Um, so Sandland, you know, there's some actually some some actually decent uh, fund managers that are sort of positioning themselves into this one. It was a Bell Potter float. Not right. that there's anything wrong with bells, but you know that was, and it was also the time when things were really running hot and everyone was floating. You could get right. any float away in in, in that time. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. They were pushing really hard to get all that stuff out, and I yeah. just think it's 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 worth giving it the time to see how that online construction, how that SaaS platform works with those contractors and vendors, getting a couple of decent contracts, potentially paying up to fifty cents for it, and then moving forward. So yeah. I'd be cautious at the moment okay. as well on that one. Good advice there for you, Aaron, on uh, on Felix Group. Uh, let's just uh, recap the final five stocks: uh, motorcycle holdings uh, hold from. Uh, Dorsey a sell from Ben. Um, Dorsey would prefer ARB in this space. Uh, ben uh, AP Eagers um, in in the, in the car space. Uh, City Chic uh, a yes from both goes into the cause portfolio. Reckon they can uh, do a good job with that UK acquisition. Race Oncology a hold from Dorsey a no from uh, from Ben. Uh, Catapult a yes from Ben a hold from. Uh, from Adam and Felix um, is a hold from both. So uh, really good cross-section of stocks today. It mm. was, thank you for sending those in. Uh, big thanks to Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners. Dawes, you have a great weekend. Anytime. Ben Clark from TPA, TMS Capital. Good thanks, to see you, mate. Thank yep. you for uh, coming on. Um, now, that's our show for today. If you've got any stocks you'd like us to cover, just... Put them in an email to us, the call at osbiz.com.au. You can put all your comments in there as well. We get lots of comments, good and bad, on some of the uh, analysis of the stocks. Or tweet us at, at osbiz.tv. A reminder where to find all of the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Now, don't forget the Startup Daily Show between 2 and 3. 
it takes a look at all the companies in that scale-up, start-up, um, venture capital area looking to raise cash. Um, today they're joined by Cameron McKenzie from Four Pillars as the company expands its distillery in a $6 million deal in the Yarra Valley. Uh, Cameron, who uh, we've spoken to a few times on the Startup Daily Show, great business there, uh, will be giving us an update on the business. That's it from us. Don't forget if you've been uh, watching us on um, uh, on uh, Twitter or Facebook, you can catch us every day on the Ausbiz platform between midday and 1pm Eastern Daylight Time. So head to Ausbiz com.au and uh, join the family. Uh, so a lot more happening on Ausbiz straight after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.